are so proud to continue our partnership with Just Right Reader. Principals, directors, literacy leaders, curriculum queens, whoever you are and whatever your role, you know the importance of teaching reading skills with a clear phonics focus and ensuring that students have books in their hands that they can apply the skills right away. Decodable texts are where it's at for schools wanting to ensure that all learners are readers. Just Right Reader has a variety of decodables written by authors in their company to ensure that 90% of the texts are actually decodable through predictable phonics patterns. Just Right Reader also focuses on making sure students have these books at home with all of their books containing a QR code. That's right. Parents can click on that QR code and get a quick video on the skills that they need to read those books. Awesome. So many options. You just must check out Just Right Reader now with your back-to-school budgets to get all the best books in the hands of those kids before school begins. Visit Just Right Reader today. Hi, this is Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We are two dedicated educators on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the next generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each day. This week, we are talking about 90-day entry plans. Thanks for joining us. Me too. Still 40, fabulous, thriving. Oh, yeah. Thriving. Is this our first pod since you turned 40? I mean, so One of our first, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, my god. What do you say? I'm 40, fabulous, thriving, surviving. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> um, there's a funny text going around on my college friends who are all 40 because you're too young for this. I'm too young. Um, and you know that, what's the commercial? Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. We always, every time we have a complaint about something, someone always writes, maybe it's your 40s. <laughs> That's our going. I'm so tired. That's a maybe, it's your 40s. maybe it's your 40s. That's a good one. Oh my gosh, pull out your little list of witty banter. Girl, you are such the queen of lists. <laughs> you guys, we were sitting here, like uh, the last pod we recorded, we talked about how Christy has to make a list to relax. And now she just pulled out a list for stories to tell me. <laughs> so she's reading her uh, witty banter lists. I have a few. Go, girl. Few read stories. me off those lists. Okay, so summer school, and you know we have incoming kindergartners. Of course, you know, so they've some of the, a lot of them have really never been to school before, is what we're finding. And um, so the kids are going through the lunch line, which you know incoming kindergartners is really. Slow. They need mm-hmm. a lot of extra adult. They do not support. know how to hold the tray with two but hands. When I look over, and there's this kid just eating the peaches out oh. of the line, like out of the sweet baby. <laughs> and the, and it, it's so funny. We have a um, nutrition services manager that's actually from the, the high school. Her uh-huh. school, and she's actually she's wonderful with the little kids. You know, sometimes if you're secondary, but she goes, "Oh, honey, you you got to keep moving. You can't eat those here. You can't eat those peaches in line, babe." Keep it rolling. Oh my gosh. Kindergartners <laughs> at the beginning of summer school are just so precious. They just stare at you constantly like, what? I know. They're Who? so cute. <laughs> oh, that's so precious. So anyway, I have another um, kindergarten story. Do you want to mark that one off? future Woody Banjo. Make sure you check yes, that one off. Do you remember? This. Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, as you're learning about Christy's yin to my yang, I don't make lists, nor do I follow them, and I'm a little bit lazy. But I will say this, <laughs> this Woody Banter came up um, as 
I was looking at myself in the reflection. So today I was talking to this teacher in line and this other teacher walks by and she's like, oh my gosh, you look so good today. You look so awake and refreshed. To you? No, to this other teacher. (laughs) And she starts laughing and I guess I had this joke because she forgets to put on her mascara at home. Mm -hmm. So this other teacher always sees her first thing in the morning when she's not wearing it and then she puts on her mascara and then later she's like, oh my gosh, you look like a different person. You're so much more refreshed. And I remember a day last year where everyone was like, oh my gosh, are you sick? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I didn't put in my eyebrows. Oh. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you forget a step in your yes. makeup and it just everyone's it's just, worried. Oh, yeah. Especially, if, or if you don't wear as much makeup. Uh-huh. Everyone's concerned. Everyone's concerned. Yeah. Nope, just don't have the makeup on today. So, all right. Let's, We're ready. Let's dive that was right my in. that was my witty banter. Was, not on a list. No, you just can think of your witty banter off the they top of your head. They come from my hip. <laughs> from my hip. Okay. okay. Why don't you read us our scenario? This comes from Megan in Montana. Is Montana a western? It's a western state. I'm not sure that they are known for that accent. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the right way to say that <sighs> because my accent was no one's known for it. <laughs> Hi, I just accepted a new principal job and have been asked to submit a 90-day entry plan to my supervisor to help aid in our mentoring conversations. What advice do you have for the first 90 days in a new principalship? Well, Megan, I'm going to steal that idea and tell my supervisors that we need to do that because that's a great idea. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Karen from HR is now going to require all new principals to submit one. Oh, they're going to love me. Hi, this is Karen from HR. Do you have your homework done? Welcome. I'm not sure I have that kind of power. <laughs> okay, so 90-day entry plan. Did yes. you know there's a whole book on it? Yes. Literally called The First 90 Days by yes. Michael D. Watkins. And it's all about being a principal, right? It's not. It's, okay. It's all about, like, business. Because nothing's ever all about being a principal. No. Just kidding. There are plenty of books out there. Plenty of books. But we, this one is, I actually read this um, between my two, like, my one building as a principal and my second building as a principal. I can't say that I wrote a complete 90-day plan. However, who has time for that? <laughs> well, Megan, you're trying Montana, to be a new principal. You have time to write Montana it. Megan better have a 90-day plan. Hey, Megan, your partner here is Christy. She loves to write things down. She loves lists. So, like, one of the very first um, quotes in this book, I think it's actually in the introduction. You'll notice that a lot of our quotes come from the first 10 pages of books. Because we don't read the <laughs> no. whole thing. Um, it says, when I surveyed more than 1,300 senior HR leaders. Almost, I'm a junior HR. You are. Almost 90% agreed that transitions into new roles are the most challenging times in the professional lives of leaders. And nearly three quarters agreed that success or failure during the first few months is a strong predictor of overall success or failure in the job. Woo! No pressure, Megs. And just kidding. I mean, obviously people can overcome like a hard start. However, I'm sure that the definition of, like, a bad start or a hard start is different depending on, like, who you talk to. Yes. But I just thought that was, like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, looking back at, like, my first year as a principal is very similar to my first year as a teacher in which I never want to relive it. It's embarrassing. I feel so bad. But I shared this before that, like, it's different from being a classroom teacher Mm -hmm. because you you keep those same people. (laughs) So, like, in year two, they're the same people that saw you in year one. Yeah, and they are Remember. five years old, so they have a working memory. Like where <laughs> they do a fully formed brain. It's, and it's they have hard. Opinions. <laughs> but look, we survived it. You can too. Yes. So, um, one thing that I thought was really interesting. Oh my gosh, I have a golf tee in my pocket. Are you doing some golfing? 
What? You guys, I don't golf. I don't know why that's there. Um, Sorry, Christy. It's, it's I know you like I'm focus. Just trying to do. I was sitting scholar, on a golf tee. Trying to share scholar, Kieran. <laughs> Um, so he says that your goal in every transition is to get as rapidly as possible to the break even point. This is the point at which you have contributed as much value to your new organization as you have consumed from it. Oh, I don't think I, I need to process that. Yeah, it's kind of deep. So like I feel like when he says the break even point is like you're trying to get to the point where you don't feel new anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Like you're trying to get there as, as fast as possible. I don't know. I feel like that's unrealistic in 90 days. Well, I'm just saying, this is what Michael D. Watkins said. I'm sure he has a lot more scholarly knowledge than I do. But as a principal moving from, if you were not an assistant principal. Oh, gosh. If you were coming from the classroom role, I feel like. Or even an outsider to the district or building. New district. Or even like from a coach to a principal. I think the other difference from business to education is the amount that we oversee. The amount of jobs that you oversee. And humans that are involved. I agree. Like, I feel like in the corporate world, if you supervise like 10 people, that's a lot. Whereas we supervise. Over 70. Yeah. Um, and whether we evaluate them or not, we are in charge of their day-to-day operations. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, in corporate, you have, like, somebody that oversees nutrition, right? Right. Or, like, cafeteria stuff, whereas maybe, we again, we don't evaluate, but, like, we're in charge of, like, every little thing. Right. For the most part. Yep. So give yourself some grace, education. I don't think you can get to that break-even point in 90 days. No, but we're still going to talk through what he says about how to make a 90-day plan, okay? Okay. So focus. He talks about the transition traps. Which I thought was really good. What? I read that as thirst traps. <laughs> Is that a bad word? Thirst traps? I don't know. I mean, it's on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think it's a great word, but I'm sorry. That's how I read it. Um, and I'm not going to necessarily read through all of them, but I thought some really stuck out, like, for my soul. Okay. Of things that maybe I did. Uh-huh. Um, and number one was sticking with what you know and that it's a mistake to believe that what you... What will help you be successful in your new job is by continuing to do what you did in your previous job, Ooh, only more so. What is your okay. thought on that? I, I thought that was interesting, and I have a reason why, but I would love to know if you agree or disagree that that is a trap. I don't know yet, because I literally am trying to think about how to do my new job by applying what I do in my current job, and that makes me nervous now. Well, I just I, got nervous. I felt like particularly the transition from AP to principal. I remember having this conversation with someone when I was having a really hard time in my first year as principal. I remember saying, I am the same person that I was as an AP and Mm -hmm. I am making really similar decisions and having, you know what I mean? Like I have the same values, but it is being construed or interpreted so much differently as a building principal. I wonder why. Um, I don't, I don't know. And I also remember we have a principal friend that we both worked with and she said that it is so different to be head principal, um, than an AP or like an intern or a coach because like your relationship with people changes. Yeah, I see that. Um, and so I just thought that was interesting. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get rid of everything, you know, and like, you know, start fresh or anything, but I just thought it was interesting that there might be pieces yeah. that you've done previously that don't necessarily translate. That's really interesting. I guess it's a really good caution. Yeah. And that my whole plan moving into my new role needs to be rethought. Thank you, Michael yeah. Watson. Yeah. So you need to do a better job. Watkins. Please do a better job. Okay. Got it. <laughs> 
Um, anything else from this list? I have a lot. I really liked this list. All of yeah, you read them. I think they're all really good. Falling prey to the action imperative is one of them. Um, like that effective leaders, especially in the beginning, they have to strike that right balance between doing and being. So mm-hmm. making sure that you're not trying to like make new things happen really quickly, that you can also have that balance of observing and reflecting. Um, and I think that can also be tricky to do because you might see things that are wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, we need to fix this. But sometimes you can fix things too pa- too fast and then you actually go backwards. I agree completely with that one. I think I was really in tune to that one. Yeah. Um, and trying to be careful with that one because I have learned about myself that I process things very quickly. Mm-hmm. And not everybody does. Uh-huh. Not everyone does. And I also like to make action quickly. Like mm-hmm. I get, when, when we are stuck at the same place, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I had to actively work against that as myself. I'm not sure I was successful in my first year, but I knew going in that that was something I had to caution myself with. Yep. Whereas there's been other people I've worked with that had the opposite of that. So the opposite of action imperative would probably be analysis paralysis. Yes, yeah, where you yeah. where you overanalyze everything and don't do anything because you you're just thinking about it from every angle. So I think both can be tro- problematic. Yep. And we both agree that, like, when it comes to matters of safety or board policy, like, you have to take action. You mm-hmm. can't just sit around and, and wait um, and observe. So that's one thing that you can know you can take action on quickly if yep. you need to. Some other really quick things that Christy noted was setting unrealistic expectations. Attempting to do too much. You know, that's both of our weakness. Yep. Be Com- careful in your 90-day plan with that. Coming in with the answer, that's a really good caution. And... And you can, it's so interesting because even as I progress through my career, I still have that voice that thinks oh, that yeah. they know the answer. And even with the, uh, you know, power, like the positional power to sometimes enact the answer, you find out that it's not. <laughs> there, there's really one answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if, if we could just get collaboration going. Or yes. If we could just get. <laughs> yes. This is something that I struggle with a lot because I'm an Enneagram one. And when I think I know the right way to get to the end, I don't, I can't see any other way. Yeah. So I've had to work with that one a lot. Yeah. And then I think the last one too, that was really good is neglecting the horizontal, like your horizontal relationships. So like other principles? Yes. Yeah, you need them. And if you are new to a district in particular, it can feel really lonely because you don't have principal friends. And I've been there where I've been new and I don't necessarily, you don't have that team if you don't have an assistant principal. Yep. You need Um, to be vulnerable. You need a team. But you, we did a pot on this, picking the right people. We did. We did. So make sure you go back and listen to that because you can also pick the wrong people. So be cautious. Yes. So you've said everything we can't do. Those are all the traps. What are the good things? What are the good things? So these are doing the right things. According to Michael Watkins. Yes, according to Michael Watkins. This was still on page nine. Karen, you <laughs> to announce it. Our, our, I did actually read most of this text. Our listeners love it. I should probably read this. I'm going um, to HR. Talking about preparing yourself and having a mental break from the old job before starting the new, which is not always possible. Yes. I've been trying really hard. So my successor, as I learned, is not the same as predecessor. (laughs) The principal that's taking over from me, like, it's so much easier to give advice. And I'm trying really hard not to be that, like, let me tell you, young one. Let me tell you how to do it. But the only thing I'm trying to tell her right now is, like, dude... The job will be here in July when you're on contract because, you know, there's hiring to be done and meetings to be had. And, like, I'm like, you don't know. Your time is about to be gone. Yep. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Take that break if you have the opportunity. But I sound like a hag just giving advice, so. No, you don't. I'm sure she appreciates it. I would say you do need that mental break. Like, give yourself nothing to think about. For at least a little bit. Yep. 
Um, because that's when you do your best thinking, too. Oh, yeah. For I think that's when I'm at my most creative. Right. That's uh, when you're really, your brain is getting ready for the new job. There's a few other doing the right things, but one of my favorites that I do not think I planned well enough. Uh-huh. Securing early wins. Yep. And I did... In your head, you know that that's something you should do probably, but I didn't plan for that. And you I have to be have. strategic. And really thinking about, okay... I had my one-on-ones with all of the staff, right? Yep. And, you know, these were some of the themes that came out. Is there anything that I can do from all of these things really, really quickly that gets me really fast buy-in? Like, oh, this girl can do what she said she's going to do. Yep. I think our best advice is before you write this 90-day plan to have your one-on-ones with your staff. Yeah, you can't really write one until you've done that. No, because you have to know. And then you can find the early wins. Then you can find your teams that you need to put together. Then you can find some. Another thing on there was create coalitions. Yes. You can start to find those people through those one-on-ones that you know are like-minded with the philosophy you you share, and you can start to do that. You can yep. start to find who are those people that I can accelerate, because I like that, accelerate everyone. Yep. Who are those people that I can light on fire from day three that are going to light others on fire for me? In a good way. Light yep. on fire in a good way. Oh, yeah. Not literal, guys. <laughs> metaphorical yes yeah that's really good advice yeah so they have he has a few other things um of doing the right things building your team like she said creating the cold coalitions keeping your balance um match your strategy to the situation i think that's really wise yep like i when i came into my building the culture was really shattered and everyone was very transparent about that co the building everyone was and so like my strategy of focusing on academics I had to shift it. Yep. Right? That's that's where you wanted to go. Right. Because, like, all I knew so far was... the answer. Well, like, I was like, I pulled your your data off, Desi. I can lend my skills here. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to renegotiate my 90-day plan. So you do need it to match the situation. Brilliant. This guy knows what he's talking about. I'm on his side. Okay, good. At least 10 pages then. Okay. So, absolutely, these are great things. Okay, let's talk through systems. We are really talking a lot. I'm so sorry. Well, we haven't had a pod in forever, so now we're just keeping everyone entertained. Um, So, what are some of the systems that you used when you transitioned into the principalship? I do not remember. I do. Um, Of course you do. (laughs) I had a transition binder. So, Mm -hmm. I had everything in one spot. I had, like, different tabs for staffing, for Mm -hmm. maps, for schedules, just for, like, ideas and brainstorming things that came up. Like, I actually kept a page on each staff member. Um, of like what their spouse's name was and their kids and you know the stuff I did that, that they told me in their one on one. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's also where I kept all of the old artifacts, like so the old building map and the old building schedule, so mm-hmm. that I would have it in one spot to be able to refer back to as I was creating the new ones for yep. those things. I tried to spend time outside of school because when you're in school, you know relationships is part of your 90 day plan, so you do have to spend time talking to your staff and getting to know them. So I did try to spend time outside of school auditing things. That was big and that was important to me. Um, And I did some before contract work, even though I told, I just told you earlier, I recommend not doing that. (laughs) But I knew when I was during school hours, I needed to be out with people. And so I did some of my auditing of artifacts, of their SIP, of their data, of the documents I was given. I did the curriculum of the district. Like I had to learn all of it was a new district, so I had to learn all of that so I could be an, um, a leader. Yep. And that's really important, too. You need to understand how the curriculum works. You need to understand how grading works. I made a document. Instead of a binder, I made a journal of, like, all of my ongoing questions yes. that my auditing had brought to the surface. And I started to organize them a little bit under topics of, like, instructional questions I have, collaboration questions I have that aren't, like, yes or no answers. Right. So, like, those deeper questions that I needed to spend the next 90 days 
really uncovering. Yep. Mm-hmm. The other thing, and this kind of goes along with what you just said, is um, getting some sort of a coach or a mentor. So yep. if you are a brand new principal, and honestly, even if you're not brand new, but maybe you're new to a district or something, it's not a bad idea to ask for a coach or a mentor. Absolutely. And if the district, A lot of states have them. Yeah. And if the district isn't providing you one, looking at seeing if your state education system, you know, does offer something like that. Um, I've even seen people like on our, like the principal Facebook groups that we're in. Yep. Like sometimes people will be like, hey, is there anybody out there willing to like mentor me? Yeah. Um, or use us. Or use us. Yeah. We're about to launch our subscription, <laughs> y'all. We got you. Yeah. So, um, so I think that would have been something that I wish I had done a little bit more of is having someone more experienced to help guide me. Yes. I think that is very helpful. And finding someone that's a little bit like you. Mm-hmm. Who make, yes. Be, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That um, you can kind of like, because. And that's why we, but that's why we started the Modern Principle. Yeah. Because we felt like we, both of us, were kind of hitting roadblocks and trying to find leaders who made decisions like we do and, and felt similarly. Yeah. And so we thought we would share our brilliant ideas mm. with the masses. Mm. I will say the other thing, too, is, like, to be really strategic about your calendar. Include in your 90-day plan how often you plan to be in classrooms and how you plan to be intentional about that time because fires are going to come up. So scheduling your walkthroughs, your formal stuff, but also scheduling your informal opportunities for feedback, to do your audits of culture, um, and schedule in meetings with your secretaries to get all of those managerial systems under control. That has to be part of your 90-day plan because if you're not a good manager, you'll never be a good leader. Yep. So Good systems to put in place. Yep, absolutely. All right, just to keep it going, anything else from your soul side? Oh, from the soul. I kind of already shared about how I, like, going from AP to principal was a bigger jump than I realized. I also wasn't an AP very long. Yes. And so I wasn't either. And I hadn't been planning to be a principal so soon, so I think that was part of it. I think the big thing for me was... I say being a principal is like the best self-help journey of your life because you have to examine yourself because you're on display. On display. Um, That's a Real Housewife wrote a song called On Display. Okay. Okay. Some people will know. Um, Anyways, you're on display for so many people. And so all of your flaws are exemplified. And one of my fatal flaws is I enjoy gossip. And so going into this role, like, guys, I was in a sorority. Hello. (laughs) So going into this role, I knew that that was something that, like, as an instructional coach, I didn't have to be as, like, on guard about. Like, people could tell me stuff to my face, and I could listen and not participate. I didn't even feel like listening was appropriate. As a principal. Right. Because I don't want to be seen as on one side versus the other. Yes. So that was something that, like, I had to make sure, what am I going to do? I had to talk myself into that. If someone comes up and tries to tell me all about so-and-so down the hall, how am I going to handle that? I ran, like, some scenarios by myself. I know that sounds really cheesy, but, like, what will I do if for those interpersonal relationships? Because I see so many schools fall apart when there's cliques or when there's leaders that are friends with their staff. or Yep. And so I knew I wanted to work against that, so I had to be on guard for that. That's very vulnerable for you to share. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't (laughs) mind being vulnerable on my flaws. Yes, the last thing is to also be intentional about your community. Mm-hmm. I will say I did not have the community buy-in after year one. And it's not because I wasn't intentional. Like, I was, uh, the last two principals had been there almost 20 years each. That's a long time. That's hard to 
you know, that's hard to come up against. So I wish I would have planned differently for that, um, knowing that how hard that is to come in. If you're coming in after someone who's just been there a little bit, I think you have less of a hurdle. But if you're coming in to an established community that only knew this one person. Yep. Or even maybe had this person as their principal. Right. Um, you really need to be intentional about how you're going to connect. Because if kids are going home and talking about you at the dinner table, you're winning over those families. That's a good point. So be thinking about that. Be thinking of, yeah. And I think that the the key is to think about all of the different aspects of the principalship. Yep. You're thinking about the relationships. You're thinking about academics and instruction. Um, you're thinking about logistics, behavior, all of these different things. And you're essentially having to say, how am I going to address these in 90 days? Which is really tricky because that's a lot of things to do. Yeah. Remember that you're going to need to lean heavier into some things than others. It is not realistic for you to go and make this 90-day plan about how you're going to... Move the instructional needle. Yeah. That's not happening in 90 days. No. So. But what you do need to be thinking about is how you're forming those intentional connections and how you're putting in systems that will propel you past your 90 days. Yep. So. Oh my gosh, we're so wise. No, but not as wise as Michael D. Watkins, who is. Also not as wise to keep this under 15 minutes. So sorry, guys. Sorry, it's a long one. But he says, this is a kind of thing really funny. The president of the United States gets 100 days to prove himself. (laughs) You get 90. Take it. Actions you take during your first few months in a new role will largely determine whether you succeed or fail. Truth. So we do know that you can overcome a hard start. So don't let that get you down if you do have a hard start. However... Our goal is to help you. If you're creating a 90-day plan, it means you're new to the role, and it means that you have an opportunity to set yourself up for success. You got this. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. Oh, my gosh. And if you want to see our faces while we're doing this pod, hop over to YouTube. We have a channel. You can watch this pod in action. (laughs) Um, Be sure to check out JustRightReader.com, and you can find more at TheModernPrincipal.com. Thank you. Bye.